This episode is a little extra filthy because we talk about dark age play, incest play between adults. So if you're not ready, here goes. Hello and welcome to Mean Mommy Kink Podcast. And you are here with Jackie Riot, Miss Lola Sunshine, and Mistrix Sunmi. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Oh my God. So, yes, we have a special guest today, Mistress Sunmeat. Get into this bio. Mistress Sunmeat, she, they, daddy moves through the world as a professor, professional dominatrix and leather dyke artist. Her home base is in Baltimore. Baltimore! Fre- <laughs> I was just waiting for it. <laughs> but they frequently corrupt the East Coast from D.C. to NYC. They are known for their energetic, perverse presence, throwing whips and slinging strap. Her passion for training, corruption, and intimacy guide her domination style and artwork. So we are super excited to have you here, especially because we are doing something that we no one said we were never going to do. Expected. <laughs> <laughs> and what are we doing, Miss yes. Lola? Out of absolutely nowhere, this is the Daddy Edition, um, because we talk a lot about what we don't like daddies to do, but there actually are some good daddies in the world. So we thought we would have one on uh, to talk a little bit more about what that can look like from a good perspective and also a really hot perspective. Um, so you know, don't say that we've never said anything nice to about <laughs> queer daddies because we're giving a whole show to queer daddies right now. We were um, nice to daddy one time, one time. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> oh this time this one time this, okay this yeah is the time. this is the time okay <laughs> but yes we're so excited to have you here so welcome thank you thank you so much I am so excited to be here I was really honored when y'all were down to have a daddy issue for father's day <laughs> oh my goodness yes. just in time I needed something besides all those hallmark cards with golf on it oh my god the golf yeah, Why? I needed something different. Barbecue, aprons. I needed something different. So I'm hoping you're going to give me different kinds of daddy. And we're going to get into all of that. But real quick, I have to talk about our business. Okay. Our business today, the name itself makes me so happy. Smellmyleather.com. <laughs> oh, smell my leather on Instagram. Oh my goodness. It's like, this could have just been porn, but instead we also get <laughs> products <laughs> products incredible. for your porn. You can like make porn and wear this. I'm sure. You so, absolutely could. So we wanted to give a shout out to this queer trans Japanese leather worker that is making some of the um, most um, cutest stuff I've ever seen. My favorite thing here, not my favorite favorite, but one of my favorite things here is this like bulldog bulldog harness that's like pink and blue, the trans colors. And it's like a thick leather and it looks so soft. It looks really well made. And just everything I've seen looks well made. I, like, Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks well made. You know, we've said it before, we're, we're a little picky about the, the leather workers, especially that we feature because there's so much leather out there that mm-hmm. we don't, you know, if we don't see that it's looking right, we just we're not going to recommend it. I, and you know, we also are suckers for colors. I love the colors. Um, I love the bulldog harness that you said there's a bright orange strap that is just like so bright and so cool and I love I'm that looking at well. it now oh and do you see this pink pup hood with the spikes on it that's it's, cute too oh We've got my some god animal hoods to choose from we've got cuffs and collars harnesses 
little keychains, little earrings. Um, one of the things I like is that they post a schedule of where they're going to be every month. So if you're in the Pacific Northwest, you can just physically go to there and see the things in person. Um, and if you're not in the Pacific Northwest, then the website is Smell My Leather. Yeah, so just shout out to another trans, queer artist, person of color, and we definitely think you should go check it out. So yes. Smell My Leather. Love it. Okay, so the daddy edition, the daddy issue. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, obviously I've talked a, bit, a pretty extensive amount in the last year or so about being a leather mommy, um, but I have been in relationships with daddies. It's, it's obviously much more rare, but, you know, they've been really amazing. And I think like that was part of the reason why last episode I said not all daddies and you were like, yes, all daddies. I'm like, no, not really. Um, <laughs> like, I know it's a metaphor of my trauma or something, but anyway. <laughs> well, and what I, what I see in the scene a lot and you can, you can let us know, Miss just on me, it's something you notice as well is that daddy has become such an archetype that people kind of are looking for it, but don't even really know what they're looking for. Like mm. they're kind of looking for this Tom of Finland leather dyke comic book fantasy but they aren't even sure what that would really entail in real life mm. is that that's something so, that you've run into that's so interesting like honestly I've seen a lot of people use the honorific daddy for themselves but maybe they don't even know what that means mm -hmm. like I feel like there's a difference between just saying because lots of it I mean it's so common for people to have sex and you know they call their partner daddy during sex but they're not necessarily doing like any kind of king age yeah. play or yeah. actual daddy like incest things um so a lot of people are like kind of I feel like it's been co-opted as kind of a just something that people say without even or a daddy mm -hmm. people embody daddy without even really taking it seriously or <laughs> doing mm -hmm. the proper self-educating that they would need to be a proper like responsible daddy or dominant top what sort of self-educating would you say would be something that people could look for? Because I'm sure there are people that are kind of either starting out or are thinking, I want to make sure that I shore up whatever this list is about to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different resources. I mean, definitely connecting with community, right? Like, I think that's mm -hmm. so important. So connecting with other daddies, talking with other, because there's so much toxic masculinity, right? And I think part of being a daddy is being able to kind of take toxic masculinity and play with it in DS, but not mm -hmm. actual, but that's like fantasy, right? Like, I think right. it takes a responsible person to recognize, okay, just because you're a daddy in the bedroom doesn't mean that you have to be an asshole or whatever. Um, so yeah, definitely connecting with people in community, taking classes, learning about you know, learning from submissives, learning about age play. Like, I feel like there's so much educating around like family play and things like that. And I think it's just always important. Like me as a daddy, I've learned so much from littles and submissives. And I think really valuing what they say in their experience is kind of paramount. Yeah, I think so too. I think that like, if you if you have a submissive that is really communicative and that um, is not just someone that comes to you with like a laundry list of things they want to do, but if someone that really wants to grow with you, that's really amazing. And you can learn a lot about yourself as well as the relationship and the other 
person, but like you end up learning a lot about yourself too. Um, that's really mm-hmm. kind of my favorite place to go with kink is like somebody that wants to just like see where things take them mm-hmm. and that don't really go in with like an end game in mind. They're just like, let's see what happens. Like that's always been like the really interesting weird shit happens, even like whether it's like play-based or whether it's like relationship based, that's to me, that's always where mm-hmm. it gets really interesting. Yeah, something I was thinking about when coming into this episode is kind of my journey into becoming a mother daddy because I haven't always been and it was kind of interesting and I'd be willing to share this story if y'all want to hear. Uh, yeah, yeah please do. <laughs> Wait, so, let me get some popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready now. Yeah. Some, some, uh, some me daddy story time. Uh, so I, when I first entered, when I first started, you know, in BDSM, I didn't know what I wanted. I was just so excited about everything. And I was like, I don't know if I'm a switch or a dominant or submissive. Like I genuinely was just very intrigued and excited about trying everything. And I mean, very quickly, I realized that I was a dominant or a top. Um, And so when I first kind of started in the scene, I mean, my first big DS dynamic was actually, uh, I had a puppy and I was a handler. And that was, that definitely started things for me. Like it started my love for like DS and um, this kind of training and corruption and ownership and devotion and playfulness. And mm-hmm. um, when I started dating around in the scene, I knew that I was into taboo, like dark age play. And I did some scenes like pickup scenes or role play fantasies, like babysitting kind of (laughs) gender ambiguous dominant roles uh, Mm -hmm. not particularly masculine or feminine and then I remember I did this uh, scene with this queer where I was like I just think it would be really hot I was like I think it it would be hot to do like a baby scene like a dark taboo kind of age play scene and this person was like yeah like I love mommy is like will you be my mommy and I remember feeling hesitant but being willing to try and it, it did not it, you know sometimes you have to try something to realize that you don't it's not for you it's not your yeah. thing yeah 100 yep yep that's the difference Absolutely. between fantasy and reality folks it's what, <laughs> what it feels like when you actually do it yeah yeah absolutely because yeah. I was like yeah I can I can play mommy I like breastfeeding that's hot like that's super fucked up like <laughs> um absolutely let's do it and then I I realized that I loved taking care like I loved the scene where I was you know taking care of this baby and like fucking this kid right um but the role that I was playing in the way that this person was perceiving me and like talking and touch like you know interacting with me as the mommy did not align with how I felt and Mm -hmm. then also at the same time it was super interesting because the psychological space that I was in with this person as their mommy like it held so much weight which like can go for mommy or daddy but in my experience as like times I've done pickup play or play with as mommy or like as daddy I feel like there's so many double standards where mommies just have to be perfect mm-hmm. like I feel like the margin of error that mommies are allowed versus like dads are so drastically different so that really turned me off to mommy play it's actually like a limit of mine where like I won't be a mommy and if somebody 
desperately wants a mommy. Like there's so many amazing mommies out there that I just refer, you know, mm-hmm. clients to other professional doms who are mommies or, you know, yeah. it's just in the scene like friends. Um, but yeah. So when I realized that mommy wasn't for me, I started doing daddy play and it instantly felt right. So it's mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. happily ever and after. It's kind of interesting too, because you mentioned that kind of double standard. And I think it's really odd because most of the queer mommies and daddies I know that are people that I, I think are really like hot and doing like the kind of hot play that I would want to like be in the corner watching. Um, it's not that vastly different of an energy. Mm-hmm. So like, it's strange that mommy is assigned one direction and dad. I mean, it's not strange. It's just misogyny, but like, mm-hmm. it's, it, I kind mm-hmm. of had a similar experience to what you had, but kind of in reverse, because I've been told multiple times throughout my kink life that I have daddy energy. And I'm like, I really don't. <laughs> and like, just because it's the same exact activity that you see daddies doing, like, yeah, I can force my dick down your throat and it does not make me a daddy. Like it just doesn't resonate with me. And so, you know, I totally get it when someone you're like, I love this space that we're in that like, is I'm caring for you and we're doing this hot thing, but like mommy isn't it. And like, I've absolutely had that from the other direction. Mm. And so it's interesting to me that the Venn diagram is actually much more of an overlap than people like to think. <laughs> people like to think it's like completely disconnected circles, but actually the circles are like the same circle. It's almost, <laughs> it's like, it's like two bracelets. And it I think really it, is. I think it's so funny because I've been daddy and mommy and auntie and babysitter and lots of different <laughs> things. And then a lot of times I'm doing the same thing, at least for me specifically, like I'm wearing the exact same thing. (laughs) I've been daddy in a dress, like I've been, you know, all of it. So it's really just the terms that I want you to call me. But then at certain times I have been told people like, you can't call me mommy, even though we're doing all the things that might be mommy because mm-hmm. I didn't like the way it was playing out. They were coming at it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I've definitely... done that too. Mm-hmm. Multiple I've times. Had the thing, I've had the thing where littles kind of want to check out and want me to be like an actual mom. And I'm like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not what this is. So there have been times where I've been like, we're doing some really hot, great things, but I, you can't call me mommy because you just kind of go somewhere that's not is it is it just me but like as a top do you have like some sort of weird hierarchy where you're like I can be a babysitter I can be you know Mm -hmm. I can be your playmate and then if I really like you I'll be your auntie and then if I really really like you I'll be a parent and you know like there's like a you have to work your way up to mommy Mm -hmm. you don't just get to come in like you'd be my I'd be your babysitter first before I would yeah yeah. yes absolutely (laughs) I'll I'll be a nanny for anybody it's adorable I love Mm -hmm. that space and Absolutely. it's not even necessarily a work your way up. It's more like where the energy is going. Because I've been in relationships with people for years that everyone thought that I was their mommy, but that just wasn't what our relationship was. Um, and because some people are just more in like a, a ma'am space with me and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is definitely, you don't come in the door calling me mommy. That is the quickest way to make me be like, mm. <laughs> I find it really fascinating hearing the two of you talk about this because since I've, I don't have, I have a strong preference for being femme. And so being daddy, I would be a femme daddy or Mm -hmm. I'd be a mommy. Right. And so it it may look the same, but I feel like femme daddy and mommy are still different. And some people may disagree. I don't know. Maybe it looks the same and how it's from the outside, but I've felt like it was different. And I'm, I'm curious if if you also feel that either of you. Definitely. I mean, it's interesting hearing you say about like people working their way up from 
you know, babysitting to or having to earn it, right? Like it's all about when we think about power dynamics and honorifics and DS, like those things aren't just given and there needs to be trust and these things hold different weight for us. Like I, I mean, I definitely, when it comes to, I mean, I've definitely done like babysitting. For me, the difference feels like intimacy, right? Like doing yeah. dark incest age play where I'm world building with somebody and you know this is very intimate versus like if I'm doing pickup play with somebody um even in terms of like my responsibility to my sub like I if I'm doing pickup play with somebody where I'm not going to be in an ongoing DS with them it's just a one night stand or something like out of responsibility to my bottom I prefer to do something less intimate like um like a stranger mm-hmm. picking up a kid or <laughs> like um hot yeah <laughs> something I've done recently um and definitely like, done that mm-hmm. yeah so to be fair there actually was a puppy at my house I love that so. lies, <laughs> no, lies. I have, she's right she's sleeping right there there's a puppy at my house you want to see her Miss <laughs> Lola has an ice cream truck <laughs> I actually was looking at an old ice cream truck once that someone was selling on Craigslist in Oakland and I was so close to buying it and I was like no that's too oh, creepy even Christ. for me Christ what are you driving <laughs> to the play party what is going on <laughs> what is going on it was awful too because it had been like it obviously decommissioned for a while it was like covered in graffiti and the ice cream stickers were like peeling off the outside it was kind of an amazing horror ice cream truck that would have been perfect for me but I I was responsible and did not buy the creepy old ice cream truck. <laughs> See, where do I go from here? Where do I oh, take God. this? It's like, what if she? What if she did buy this truck and it's just like parked outside her house? Like, what kind of lives you know are we living? Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. Yeah. Um, also, I kind of love that you said um, something about world building because to me that is a huge part of, to again the difference between. Um, people that do really connective mommy and daddy play. Um, and, you know, listen, if you're someone that like wants to call your partner daddy in bed because it's hot for you, both and that's as far as it goes, it's totally fine. We're not actually judging you. Um, we're more talking about people that do relationship level and like very intimate level mommy and daddy play. And that's kind of the differences there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think it's that world building, right? Like in, in space holding, you're, you're agreeing to hold a ton of space when you really are getting into that kind of intimate age play space um that's not the same thing as like we're doing a spanking scene in the dungeon I've just picked you up and then I'm gonna send you home after that it's a little bit different it's a lot different I don't know if y'all are nerds enough to understand this but I love playing the sims and it's kind of reminds me of kink in some ways because I get to like have a person a creation and I dress them and I decide that they're going to do together and then I put them into <laughs> scenarios and I make them fuck a lot you know what I'm saying but it's just sort of like playtime right and so I think I feel about like we should take like a moment that. and let everyone know that Jackie has pretty much all the pervert mods on the sims okay Carry just on. two seconds just two seconds anything you can make those computers do I've been doing it's really filthy like everything we talk about on this, on this podcast they're doing it those little creatures yeah. if they are sentient if AI is if they have feelings they hate me okay because <laughs> I rain down sex and destruction on all their lives and it's so much fun and that's how I feel about kink it's like I can rain sex and destruction on the lives yes. of my loved ones Oh my God, sex and destruction <laughs> is the theme of my life. I feel like, wow. I want a t-shirt that says that. 
I don't even yeah. wear t-shirts. I don't want t-shirts. That's and that. it's a totally healthy outlet as long as everybody is having fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Same with The Sims. I'm having fun. So, I assume they're having fun. Well, I mean, they're computers, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Probably fine. Um, so we talked a little about kind of what brought you to daddy. What are some of your favorite things to do in daddy space with someone that you found that really kind of can step into that space with you? I love this question. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, oh, there's so many things. I mean, being a daddy and my like DS dynamics really mean so much to me. And I've been able to do so many amazing scenes and world building with you know, the people like the love of my life and my subs as well. And I've been able to do a lot of really fun scenes. I, I have created this world in which, um, the, well, let's see, lots of scenes. It's sweet. Like I have this world where I'm a father to an eight-year-old and also a 13-year-old. And I have an eight-year-old son and a 13-year-old daughter and um, also a divorced wife. So um, a lot of the world building that I do in this DS is just like really perverted, like dark age play. So I do a lot of like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm such a pervert and I love doing scenes where I'm like creeping into their room at night. And like, it's interesting doing scenes where I've created a world in which my lover is both my son and also my daughter because the scenes that we do are different for whatever Mm -hmm. like space we're in so we'll do scenes where I'm like I mean (laughs) this is maybe TMI and maybe disgusting which I love um so I'll do scenes where like I'm anally fucking my son and then sneaking into my daughter's room right after and like fucking her afterwards and then I feel like I do a lot of like disgusting play around like infection like yeast infection Mm. or like Mm. just kind of divert like just like actual filth sex and so I do a lot of like mixing age play and like filth which is fun Mm. um it's also fun doing scenes like and that's I love doing scenes where it's daddy and mommy Mm-hmm. so I'll do we were scenes talking where... about this yeah yes, yes absolutely like I'll do scenes with my ex-wife in this fantasy world that we've built where I'm like where we'll do a scene where it's like okay this is the fuck that we like created the kid with or this is like us having like breakup sex as daddy mommy or mm-hmm. like it's just really fun to play with all of the different like family dynamics yeah yeah that's that's like it's such like a rare thing for me to find someone that I want to do that with but when I do it's so hot like I like to do that kind of thing with the littles in the room because that's Mm. super hot to me so kind of almost like a teaching moment or like you're not big enough to fuck mommy this way so daddy's gonna show you what what this actually is you know or like something like that, or it's just like, oh, you know, we've done some things and that's really cute, but now, now daddy's going to fuck mommy like properly. Oh, yeah, that's so someday hot. you'll be, someday you'll be old enough to do this, but you're not big enough yet. Absolutely. Yeah. I've done scenes where like something that's really cute is I have one of my clients 
I'm the daddy too. And then my client also serves Mistress Blunt. So I'm <laughs> like, we share this client where Mistress Blunt is the mommy and then I'm the daddy. And uh, I did this scene with my uh, sub where I took their virginity. And that's so hot. It was so hot because when I was taking their virginity and fucking them, I was like talking about mommy, like Mistress Blunt, like mommy's going to be so proud of you. And just kind of talking about, like dirty talking, bringing mommy into the room, even though she's not physically there. Mm-hmm. I, I was just going to say, that's one of my favorite ways of playing with daddy and mommy is even if there is no one doing that right now, if you're just fucking your partner and you just start talking about how somebody's watching right now, mm-hmm. or we've set up a camera or something like that, even if there's no other third person actually involved, you can just create this whole scenario. Mommy's watching, daddy's watching. And I even used to play with that when I would masturbate. I'd like leave the uh, bedroom door cracks a little bit. Mm. And then I would just pretend like, oh, somebody's in the hall, you know, and just get myself Mm. off like somebody could see me right now. And you can just change the role. It could be anybody. It could be auntie, uncle, whatever. And sometimes it's fun to change the role of who you think is watching and how you think they might be watching and what they're doing. So Mm -hmm. I've definitely played with the daddy thing. And, and and real quick, I'm curious, like, has everyone here had a daddy or you only been a daddy or have you had an experience with a daddy, you know, maybe like co-topping or anything that you felt was like a great example of daddy, that's something that you remember? Because I have a couple, yeah. I'm curious if you do. Yeah, absolutely. Like I've had a, so um, we've talked about before multiple times in the show that I can count the people that have taught me on like probably two hands at this point but it's definitely under 10 people um that have like topped me in a like lasting way not just like a fun I want to be hit with something tonight way um and a lot of them are daddies and by a lot I mean like five um which is not a high number but there you go um and I it's it's kind of interesting because there's been different kinds of daddies and they've all kind of had different fun um directions that they almost want to kind of go so um the daddies that I tend to be attracted to are very like, they're not your traditional leather daddies, um, which is another reason why to me, it's always very funny when people think the daddy looks a certain way because the daddies I'm attracted to are very much like Nat King Cole. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like literally the, the daddy I was with the longest, how she pulled me is I was in the audience of her drag show and she did Nat King Cole in the middle of a drag show where everybody was, else was doing loud, crazy things. And she was in this absolutely perfectly fitted suit. And I was just like, wow. And I like, that made me like come up after the show and be like, that was amazing. So that's like, who I'm most attracted to is like someone that owns multiple pairs of wingtips and like (laughs) Mm. has like like the you know the like the kind of like naughty professor kind of look okay you know um the but like very dapper like like the um like if anyone's read or seen Lolita like the Humbert Humbert type of daddy that's like very you know yes exactly I, that's exactly I love Lolita so much and that's exactly my age play age as well so that movie and book are very inspirational um so that's like the archetype that I'm most attracted to I have also however definitely been in relationship with leather daddies that just want to fuck me until I die which is not to say that the ones in the suits don't want to fuck me till I die but generally they want to do weird stuff they want to like carve me up and then fuck me till I die which is actually even better so 
there's that. Um, <laughs> but yes, I, I've definitely been in, you know, this type of relationship where like, I'm going to bleed out and then I'm going to be given like something that he made me a build a bear. Mm, see, which me, is like so hot. I just want the big fat hairy daddies. I just want big fat hairy pick me up. I want my 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 legs to dangle. I just always want the biggest daddy possible. I want to be like my daddy can beat up your daddy. Like <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> that's what I want. I just want the biggest guy ever. Whenever I'm at like the gay um events, like the gay men events, and all the bears are walking around, I have to be like, he's not for me. He's not for me. <laughs> he's for others. Because <laughs> that's that's always the one I want. I was just it's it's a problem. It's an actual problem. Like I'll make friends just so I can, I'll become just enough of a friend of them to get a hug. Like that's it. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, you're great. Da, 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 da. Like at this event, you're going to love me enough to give me a hug because you are the big daddy of my dreams. And I can't have and then you. You're just kind of like, can I sleep on you? Is that, was that weird? Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't even want to necessarily have sex with him. I just want to rub his chest and I might, you know, play with it a little bit, but I just want to rub his chest. Oh my God. <laughs> And this is why they don't hug me at the Eagle anymore. But yeah, you know, they see you coming and they're like, nah, not that one. Oh, <laughs> bears don't run from me. So there's yeah, that's the yeah. daddy. There's something so sexy in the extremes, right? Like somebody being extremely large or somebody being extremely hairy or being extremely masculine. Like there's just mm -hmm. the, the extremes of it all is very sexy. Like, so I don't, mm -hmm. to answer your question, I don't have experience having a daddy of my own. I've only ever like assumed the role of being a daddy and I've definitely co-topped with other daddies, but the kind of daddy that I am, like the way, the way that I conceptualize myself is like, I am, you know, I'm a pro-dom. I am Asian. I'm in this very like feminine, traditionally feminine, conventionally attractive body, which is you know, I have a lot of pr pretty privilege in my life. Um, and when I'm in daddy space, like my favorite daddy to occupy is like, I look so beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, I conceptualize myself as a like old, disgusting daddy, like perverted, deadbeat dad, just like the absolute, like <laughs> doing the bare minimum kind of daddy. <laughs> trash daddy yes trash daddy yeah like exactly. trash daddy I have like you know like my dick is weird like I'm imagining myself being like very having very creepy hands and like just being really filthy and like I don't know there's something about um it's a space where I give myself permission to be my most perverted most fucked up disgusting version of myself and it that is very cathartic for me I'm imagining that. like like a horror movie, like The Hills Have Eyes. Like that's what you're giving me right now. It's I don't know what that's what you're going for, no, but I'm that's just, what I'm imagining. I'm imagining like sweaty white undershirt, creepy uncle, yes. like yes, sneaking the in the vibe. room at night. That's what that's the vibe I'm getting. That's yeah. Okay, forgive me, forgive me. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely like serial killer dad for sure too. Definitely mm -hmm. having like kids locked in my basement kind of vibe, but. Uh, I mean, I'm very like nurturing and loving as well. Of course, like I take you don't I have to lie to us. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
no listen again as someone that has dated a serial killer daddy for a very long time we were together for quite a while and we're still in each other's lives trust me you can absolutely nurture someone and also kidnap them and do terrible things to them absolutely my it's I have like two sides of the coin I'm like disgusting and fucked up at night but then during the day I'm very like sugar daddy like I want to pay for and this is not obviously not at work I'm talking about my like intimate DS relationships like Mm -hmm. I am holding the doors open for my children you know I am (laughs) making sure that they're taken care of and paying for things and feeding them and loving them and like I think I would attribute that side of myself more aligned with being butch and Mm -hmm. like being a butch taking good care of my femme like that's kind of how I conceptualize that side of me being daddy um but it's ever present Mm -hmm. no that totally makes sense um and that's kind of again been my experience too like we would maybe go out to like a very nice dinner and then um or like so the one of the daddies that I had used to pick me up from work because I used to work um at a sex shop that would close at god awful hours of the night um and so he would come pick me up from work and be like midnight or something ridiculous um and like that was super sweet but also one of the first times he picked me up from work he kidnapped me and took me somewhere that was not my house and I just didn't know where we're going for like the first half hour of the drive um so you know I totally get it like that like sweet like oh I want to make sure you get home okay but also we're not going home (laughs) (laughs) also we're not going home kidnapping we're not going home just the light kidnapping you know like you do kidnapping you know and I was just in the passage like mister my house is back there (laughs) I love this for y'all. Start driving into deep woods. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is my little shout out. I'm going to say for the daddies of the community, because there were several daddy types, butch and, you know, cis men, but also like a lot of butch, like daddy energy that I learned about kink from, you know, mm-hmm. like they definitely are in everybody's group that like but daddies butch daddies are out here so i want to give them a shout out because they're always at all of the queer events making people feel comfortable you know um and i also think like seeing daddy energy from a feminine person or a person who um i guess from somewhere maybe you don't expect it to be from Mm -hmm. initially is really sexually thrilling i remember the first Mm -hmm. times i heard that there were women walking around who were calling themselves daddy like that was like it, it was mm-hmm. like a, my little heart on couldn't even handle it I was like what you know it was like such a strong reaction that mm-hmm. I had to the idea of you know woman daddies or butch daddies or whatever the terms would have used and I, I wasn't speaking about anyone's gender necessarily but it's that dichotomy right because we're always mm-hmm. taught that Women have to be feminine. Women have to be a certain way. And so seeing people be masculine and hot early on in my leather career really like stuck with me. The idea that I could claim that if I wanted to at any time, I could just put on some boots and just sort of embody daddy. And so I want to talk about that, for instance, like when, when we want to get into a daddy space, like what is it you think of? Because I guess me, for instance, I don't really have the best relationship with my dad, so I don't have that kind of, like, draw from, but I Mm -hmm. do think about, like, uh, sort of the history of women who love women and that, that, like, butch-femme dichotomy and and what it meant historically for other people, so I think about the the old um, romance novels they used to have, those, like, 
um, cheesy butch femme romance novels that were always like low key porn, but pretending not to be porn. <laughs> they were high key porn. Yeah, yeah. You know, those are like my inspirations, <laughs> right? Or, or even when I see a guy, sometimes you ever see a, like a cis man and he'll just be so pretty in the face. You're like, oh, you look like a woman a little bit. You know, sometimes you'll see people who kind of look like one or the other. And so mm -hmm. seeing the fluidity of people made me feel like I could be fluid also you know this is just early on in the beginning of, of my journey when I didn't quite necessarily know the language for everything but I just knew mm -hmm. like this this shit is hot <laughs> you know like why do I like it when women call themselves daddy and want to fuck me why do I want to be daddy and fuck you know and it, it was a very mm -hmm. specific energy so I want to talk about getting into that energy right boots my boots would do it for me like putting on some strong leather boots um, but I've also seen daddies who always wear sneakers and, you know, streetwear, urban wear. Well, and like I said, I'm into daddies that often wear ties. Mm -hmm. So to me, like learning how to tie ties, like, because that was like part of like when I was like a live-in daddy scroll, like part of my service was like learning how to tie ties, learning how to make sure that like shoes were polished a certain way, which is not the same thing as boot blacking when they're dress shoes, trust me. Um, <laughs> you don't take black polish to dress shoes. Um, but yeah, like it, it really depends on the daddy. I think there's like a ton of different archetypes. And I think like learning what makes you like kind of, it's kind of the same way people come to mommy, like figuring out what, what's comfortable for you and also figuring out what's hot for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you're someone looking for a daddy, not treating it like a numbers game and not treating all daddies like they're the same. Okay. So what's um, some daddy types though? Cause I've seen, I've seen like, um, daddy who wears the kilt, the leather kilts, you know, <laughs> I've seen daddy with the full cow on. I've seen mm -hmm. daddy in the white t-shirt and jeans. I've mm -hmm. seen, there's a lot of those, not that yeah, they're all they're, bad, but there's a lot know, of those. They're out here. I've seen cowboy daddy. Mm -hmm. with the hat yes, on please. and the boots yeah i'm into yes, that please. Mm -hmm. yeah Give me can good i just Western say wear. yes please oh can i just say when i was on the west coast and i was seeing all those gorgeous latinos latinas that's what i meant by good oh Western wear. oh my god you're giving Hot me damn oh daddy i will be a horse tonight okay yes <laughs> i will get the fucking stirrups oh my god yes yes and then there's also gentleman daddy which a lot of times mm -hmm. is like you're talking about there's dapper daddy you know, mm -hmm. there's sugar daddy. That is a daddy. Okay. Yep. And he takes care of things. Okay. Um, what other kind of daddies do you like see out in the wild? Anything else? Any other types of daddy? Well, just the standard leather daddy I see a lot of. And that is also to me, like, I see the effort there. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause we talk a lot about how a lot of daddies don't have a lot of effort going on, um, which isn't to say that they don't have effort in their actual personal life, but like, the leather daddies I see the effort like I see how much work it takes to put that outfit together and like keep that leather maintained and everything mm -hmm. else like that so that's a big one what would you say yours is like aesthetically definitely a leather daddy I mean but for me being a leather daddy has a lot to do with like history and culture and like my partaking in community and like carrying on that like legacy feels important to me um just like as a leather dyke in general um but I'm done yeah i feel like there's like goofy dads there's like silly funny dads who have bad dad jokes 
Yes. <laughs> I know a lot of those. Yes, I do I know too. a lot of those. Definitely the fun. nerd dad, tech dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like the kiss the cook apron dad. Yeah, yeah. that kind barbecue, of barbecue. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, the barbecue dad, the handy dad who's just mm-hmm. like fixing shit. Yeah. There's the true. like, the like not expensive Western wear country dad, like the truck driving for sure. <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying no i'm serious like some of the first bitches i dated because i am not from from very large cities one of the some of the first bitches i dated were like truck driving you know working class but also like extremely gentle and caring and like wanted to hold doors open and wanted to you know everything else like that like but they weren't going to have like 300 dollars of western wear or 300 dollars mm-hmm. of leather because that was just not a thing that they could have so yeah that's absolutely an archetype for sure yeah i've definitely seen like the wilderness dad who can camp anywhere he can mm-hmm. you know <laughs> he can hunt he can fish mm-hmm. he can do everything right yeah it's just I've these seen, ideas um, i've seen too in a lot of cities especially like the rise of poppies which i really love Mm-hmm. Like that like sexy poppy energy yes please absolutely 100 <laughs> percent my favorite i guess dad dynamic is um when it's like um dad baby girl when it's like mm-hmm. the type of dad who would like dress up for your birthday party and wear the tiara <sighs> and put Aww. on the tutu you know it's that like daddy's girl energy right like dad Mm -hmm. is just as obsessed with their little as the little is with their dad and i think that is the best sort of girl dad yeah girl Girl dad Dad. Dad. (laughs) and i'll say like the like the leather men they definitely i really love some of the daddy boy dynamics that i see in the gay men community where there's just this sort of like almost like I don't know if this reference is everyone's going to get but Andy Griffin that like my dad mm. takes fishing on the weekends kind of dynamic mm-hmm. that they have and mm-hmm. it's just Absolutely. like I take care of my boy and I 100% mm. feel like yes they're lovers but I also almost feel a parental energy when the two of them are together the nurturing the caretaking mm-hmm. it just seems palpable so I really look up to some of the gay men that I see in DS um relationships with their littles because it feels yeah. so like like they found something organic they made it their own mm-hmm. and I think that's something I, I would you know emulate that kind of dynamic yeah yeah, yeah. I love that absolutely like and I know like in leather culture too like in gay male leather culture oftentimes that was like mentorship for them or like mm-hmm. home for Absolutely. them. Like a lot of daddy boys is literally like an older man taking care of a young gay boy who was just kicked out of his family's home. Like I know that that's, there's a long history mm-hmm. of that kind of daddy ship being an actual, like, you know, resembling of a fathership after losing like bio family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it's too, good to like, min- go ahead. I was going to say, I think there's, there's kind of a mirror of that too. Um, kind of that mother and house culture from ballroom I think I see Mm, a lot of that in my mommy as well like um that would be like the dream to have like a really big house and be able to take care of kids that needed it for a while until they could be on their feet go wherever they needed to go um so I think yeah I think that that really rich history of like older people Mm -hmm. either in the leather scene or in the queer scene or in whatever scene like kind of in the gay community taking care of the younger ones sometimes in a sexual way sometimes in a non-sexual way um I think that's got a really important history and yeah some of it's a little problematic but like the important thing is at least somebody was there for these people when literally Mm -hmm. no one else was yeah 
Yeah, I was so. just going to say, when we talk about daddy and mommy it's and mother, maybe you hear sometimes too, is is we need to be clear if it's a role for kink and sex or mm -hmm. if this is a role you want to play for other people in the community. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes people are using daddy strictly to get their dick sucked and some people are using daddy like I'm here for the community and I'm, you know, into community building and so a lot of times like you said with the the houses and stuff that you hear in like ball culture mother is not you know the same mommy we're talking about mother is <laughs> no, not know, at all taking care of a household so i think it's really clear you know we should be really clear when we're saying these words what kind of daddy you want to be like if you're just a daddy out trying to get your dick sucked that's 100 fine but don't pretend to be the other one because right. that's that's where you get problems yeah, like set your expectations and boundaries up front. That way people know that that's what you're here to do. They're not trying to, you know, follow you home or become attached to you emotionally. Like, like I said, it's absolutely fine if you just want to do these things because they get you off and it's hot and you don't want to do anything deeper than that. That is absolutely completely legit and we support you, but it is important to kind of know the distinction and make sure everybody's on the same page because people really get their feelings hurt when one person is like, I found the daddy of my dreams. And the other person is like, that was a great blow job. Goodbye. So it's kind of like yeah. That's something they really talk about because a lot of folks, like we're saying daddy and mommy and some folks are searching for things and I'm not here to be a therapist or whatever, but I'm going to say like, if daddy rejects them, or mommy rejects them they may take it a lot harder than if their girlfriend mm -hmm. or their hookup did mm -hmm. and so we should just be really careful like if you're going to claim to be somebody's daddy but then the way you feel about them could be changed very quickly then maybe they're you're not a daddy you know maybe you're just a fun right. sexy partner if you could mm -hmm. decide you're no longer interested very swiftly within a week then maybe not using that label that's where that sort of hierarchy i'm talking about or it doesn't have to be a mm -hmm. hierarchy but finding out where you actually land. Like if my babysitter rejects me, I might be okay differently than if somebody mm -hmm. who swore to protect me and love me forever, ever, because they're my mommy does. Well, and you can also set your boundaries and be like, I'm comfortable with daddy in bed, but I don't want that title when we're out and about, or just like you calling me that like on Instagram and DM, you know what I mean? Like you can set the boundary, like when we're fucking daddy stuff super hot that's the only time that it really is hot for me so you can absolutely set those kind of boundaries again you need to make sure everyone's actually on the same page though because it's really easy for that hot sex that you thought was going to be contained in the bedroom to spill out into other stuff yeah. so, so I'm glad that this came up because this has been at the forefront of my mind too like just the responsibility and really making sure like you're, that you're negotiating like really clearly and I've definitely learned this the hard way for sure and yeah it's learning the responsibility and how to just be really transparent about the roles like kink and sex is so powerful like you could say like oh I'm gonna be your daddy but you know just during sex but maybe unconsciously it filters out into the relationship and mm -hmm. that's like an emotional risk that we all take when we play yeah it really is it's in I think too, like the longer I do sex and kink and, you know, perv shit, the more I realize kind of like what will trigger me into mommy space, especially in bed. Um, and that's something where if I don't want to go that direction with someone, I will just stop it. Mm -hmm. Rather Absolutely. than, because I know with myself, like I can't just do mommy stuff in bed. Like I, I can try, but it's not going to work and that's not going to end up right. So if it's not someone that I feel like it's going to be the right fit, and they're doing something that's 
like poking my brain and, you know, turning on the mommy buttons, I'll just move them to something else. And it doesn't even have to be a big conversation. Like, I don't want to do this thing with you because I don't want to be your mommy. Like, it's just like, we're not doing this activity right now. Let's do this one instead. And that's it. So like, and that just, that took me many years to learn. So if you hear someone sitting there, like how on earth would you know how to do that? It just, it t- comes from like listening to your body and noticing that certain things put you in mommy space or activate, you know, whatever space it is. So, you know, just kind of knowing your, your triggers, fun triggers, there are fun triggers as well as bad triggers. I hope people know this because we talk a lot about triggers in general in the world about just always being bad things, Mm -hmm. but there are fun triggers as well. Like things that poke your brain in a fun way. Um, I was actually talking to my girl about them a little bit. And like one of the ones that I'm happy to admit are cheerleader skirts. Um, I recently (laughs) gave her a cheerleader. Look, I know who I am. I recently gave her a cheerleader skirt um, on purpose because that is a thing. And like, my brain just shorts the fuck out when she's wearing it. I'm just like, "Mm, cheerleader. Like I just turn into like the worst fucking pervert. Like I'm just like looking up the skirt, reaching up the skirt. There's nothing in the world except the skirt. Like I am not like a rational human being. It's bad. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) she can be across the room and I'm like leaning sideways so I can see if she bends over you know like it's really (laughs) it's it's a problem (laughs) she's not joking y'all she's laughing but she is not telling a joke not joking at all like at all it's just yeah but I know that about myself and if I didn't want to have that reaction I wouldn't have given her a cheerleader skirt or you know what I mean? Like so you kind of get to know these things about yourself. And like I said, not all not all triggers are bad. This is a very fun one. So you get to learn the fun ones as well as the not fun ones. And you can kind of navigate when you want someone to poke at one of the fun ones on purpose. And it's kind of a fun, it's a fun boundary to be able to like set for yourself. That makes me sense. It makes sense to me. It sounds perverted. It's so perverted. I have so many of them, some to different degrees than others, but I have so many of them. It's ridiculous. I'm a very particular pervert. I just am. I love that though, (laughs) because that tells me that you've had some sort of long conversation, probably with your fingers somewhere where you thought about (laughs) what exactly turns you on and you could like explain that to your partner in a way where now you get something fun for yourself. So I'm, I'm very proud of you. You're doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much. But yeah, what are some things that trigger you into daddy space in a good way? Well, for me, like, I have a white panties fetish. Yes, good girl panties. So, what is it about daddies and good girl panties? I Like, when I tell you that the last daddy I dated, I had to buy so many goddamn pairs of white good girl panties because he kept fucking them up. They'd get sliced off me. They'd get covered in yes. blood. Just bullshit yes. would happen to them. And I was just like, why do you make me buy these? You're going to kill them. And he's just like, I can't help myself. I, you put them on and I have to knife them off you. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, God. Yeah, maybe it's white panties fetish is the universal daddy trait but I it we'll put up me. a poll after this and figure it out yes <laughs> it drives me so crazy like just the like the purity and innocence of it really drives me crazy mm-hmm. yep yep good girl panties are yep 100 that's fabulous okay so we have the panties okay also are... upskirt I love mm-hmm. upskirt 100 and- also, like, I just feel like littles do this thing where I would, I, we should create a word for this if there isn't one, 
they just get like that look in their eyes like just like innocent like I swear I see like glitter in their eyes they just look up at me so sweetly <laughs> not glitter I love it. <laughs> it it's so like it it makes me melt and get hard at the same time like I just mm-hmm. love uh, I eat them you literally yeah, want to eat them yeah definitely yeah, I guess um, it's like the prey look. They turn into Bambi with the big mm-hmm. eyes. Yes, that yeah. is exactly it. Like cartoon prey. 100%. 100%. And to go back to the upskirt one. So the daddy I was telling you about many, many years ago that I, I lived with that, you know, we started talking because of Nat King's full drag number. She, one of the like rules that I had was that if there was a space with an escalator, I always had to get on the escalator first and she would wait like multiple <laughs> steps and then get on the escalator. And I knew she was looking up my skirt and I didn't like hundred percent get why she did that. And then a couple of weeks ago, there was like a stair escalator situation mm-hmm. and the girl had on a skirt and I was like, oh, I get it now. Wow. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you didn't get it yeah, until I know, now. I, I, I call bullshit. I mean, I now. didn't fully get it. Like, no, I knew that she was doing it, but like I didn't like fully understand like what it was that made her always do this all the time. Like why this was so important that it had to be a rule especially if I was in a tiny skirt, which was almost always, because that's what yeah. she liked me in. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I get it. I totally get it. That is, that is an excellent upskirt opportunity. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the interesting thing about power exchange and like these kinds of triggers for daddy is like, my girlfriend knows what drives me crazy. And she knows that like her being a little and like being an innocent little girl, like will seduce me. So like, she'll use that information like almost against me in a really fun mm-hmm. like power play way where she's so young and seducing me and yep. like yeah the white panties and all of, I mean it just drives me absolutely crazy and then suddenly I am just like you know so feral I just like can't help myself this is a really good mm-hmm. point though that people think about dom seducing their subs but subs seduce us all the time. <laughs> all the fucking time and you know what the fuck you're doing Jesus so don't Christ, even give all me the that fucking look time like it's oh, so God. serious how many how many dominants have like spent all your money buying new toys for your sub mm-hmm. just because yep. you want them to be happy you're like i bought a flogger and a this and some cuffs and like you didn't already have 80 of those fucking things but you mm-hmm. got new ones because 100%. baby girl needs a new collar it's like what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with me why did i just spend 800 dollars at this leather flea market <laughs> <laughs> look first of all i never regret that shit ever 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 but also like they yeah 100 percent. like especially like the more they get to know you and the more they get to know what will set you off like you can't just pop up in a mm-hmm. fucking cheerleader skirt come on <laughs> yeah you knew what you were doing you did all those little uh bending over in that little outfit i got you you knew exactly God what damn you it. were doing yep. exactly what you were doing like mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not even like, an it's not coming from like an obnoxious, like I've got you kind of space either. It is genuinely like, and I know that mommy or daddy will like this kind of space, which mm-hmm. to me is what makes it so sweet. Um, because yeah, again, I've definitely known that there are certain things that would trigger. So the, the daddy that I had that used to kidnap me and slice me up was very into like crinolines and just like the more layers of vintage femme clothes I had on the mm. more he wanted to like get under them and mm. so like all I had to do was wear like a circle skirt and a crinoline and I have lots of those and so I would just like show up in that and he'd be like ooh underskirt and he would just turn into like literally a cat like trying to get under 
into a cat. I love it. Literally like trying to get up under all the layers and just, you know, little things like that. Or like um, pedicures were one of the things. So if I got my toes done, I'd like send him a picture and he'd be like, ooh, clean toes. So, you know, you learn these little things and it's not that I was trying to like do anything like in a bad way. I knew that he would genuinely enjoy it. And so it's like, I got my toes done today. Here's a picture. One of, one of my daddy memories was I had this daddy and he used to have these really thick leather gloves. Mm. Oh my God. He would spank me with these thick leather gloves. That shit was so sexy. And one time he even fingered me with those things. And it was just so like those big motorcycle fat finger yep. leather fingers fucking me. Oh my god! I don't. He, those those gloves are destroyed now because I did my part. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I did my part. Big fat leather fingers, and like mm. he just had he had big big fucking hands. You know what I'm just saying? Like a big guy. Mm-hmm. Just it was wonderful. No, so, I'm just like, do I need an extra pair of leather gloves specifically for fucking like certain people? I'm just saying there was something about the leather, and it was like they were clearly his gloves. Like, ugh, I don't even know. I I don't even care. I I christened those gloves, but that's like my daddy image now is like those big leather fat fingers. That's Hot. daddy for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then when I think about being daddy, it's usually a lot of dicking. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm-hmm. A lot of dicking yeah. involved. <laughs> yeah. Like when yeah. earlier, I think you had asked a question like, "What helps you get into your daddy energy?" And yeah, for me, the strap, 100%. Being having my dick on, like, absolutely, like, for me, it gets me in my own like daddy space like so much that's so fun because i remember my strap in the beginning was daddy and then it turned into mommy and now it's just me because i just Mm. have a dick whenever i put it on but i definitely remember early on when i got my first strap and i got the one that was like my skin tone and i just Mm -hmm. sort of walked around the house like wiggling it at myself like trying to claim my masculinity and feeling like you know i was finally there right i finally had a real dick in my mind besides Mm -hmm. all of those like blue purple pink ones that i'd had before so when i finally had my own black dick on it was like i am everyone's father like i just felt like (laughs) (laughs) i just felt like a king in my own house it was amazing (laughs) so if you need to get some daddy energy i'm not saying you have to have a dick you can do whatever you want to do but sometimes sometimes it helps just saying Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. and i think also daddy for me was my leather belt Mm-hmm. Ooh, I have this uh worn leather belt. The the uh, fucking uh, handle or whatever you call it, the metal piece is already falling off. It's just a strap at this point with holes in it. But it's just it's like the perfect thing. Some deadbeat would pull off them as they're getting up watching <laughs> TV. You know, <laughs> like yeah. get over here. I love that belt. So that one definitely gives you my daddy energy too. So I think implements mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. things. Implements can help us yeah no I think that like having it to me it's not just an energy but it it definitely does have to do with a little bit of aesthetics like and it's not the case for everyone like there are people that love their daddies that just wear t-shirts and jeans every day and that is not an issue um but to me like yeah having the aesthetic like total package of some sort is just like so ridiculously hot like I don't know just like I said I enjoy the effort of people that put effort into an aesthetic of any sort really 
Yeah. So like to me, like that, that's one of the things that does it for me, no matter what the aesthetic actually is. It's more like the, like you're so put together and that's like super hot to me. So yeah. I feel like I also like fuck, like the way that I fuck is very daddy. Like just mm. in the way that I, like the way that I use my hands, the way that I, like even the way that I dick somebody down is like very daddy, like being very aggressive and like not having regard for my bottom like I'm getting my pleasure and like using my subs for my own pleasure and like fucking them and like not really caring about them I mean this goes with my deadbeat dad right um but... <laughs> yeah it's giving selfish it's giving selfish yes. I love it <laughs> absolutely so having I have a very selfish daddy dick so mm-hmm. like you know being able to like use my like fuck my kids whenever I want and being able to like have like have my kids satisfy my dick and being able to you know like I've done like fun condom scenes where I'm like ripping the condom off or like doing um scenes where like I'm fucking mommy in front of you know the kids or like teaching the kids how to satisfy daddy's dick exactly how I like it or how to suck dick exactly the way that I want it done and Mm. like very very daddy yeah okay I have a question because I'm a horn dog so let's say I'm a horny potential client and I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, you're daddy, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. I kind of like that, but I don't really know what I want to do. You know, I, I just know that's hot seeing your pictures. You're talking about daddy. Yeah. So like, how do you, how do you talk to a, a potential client about something taboo like this? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have like a method or you have questions or you just sort of like go with the flow? definitely like I mean I'm pretty loud about you know being a daddy and typically like if somebody's not calling me daddy out of the gate like in their like application form to see me or in their emails um like you know when the first time I'm seeing somebody I'm negotiating with them and I'll say like you know you can call me mistress you can also call me daddy like those are my two honorifics you gotta pick you gotta pick one um and so, and just because somebody's calling me daddy doesn't mean that we're doing like an explicitly negotiated age play scene. Sometimes it's just kind of a euphemism for right. being like, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of what I do. So a lot of the kinks that I specialize in and a lot of things that people come to me for is specifically slut training. I mean, that is the majority of what I do for work. And so I have lots of sluts of all varieties come to see me and I slut them out. And, um, and so people often call me daddy and it's very sexual you know it's interesting because I I don't have any adult baby diaper wearing like loving clients Mm. like Mm. I talk slow loudly about being a daddy and being into dark age play but I don't like I don't have any clients who are like specifically I mean I have lots of clients who are subs who call me daddy and whatever and we'll even do scenes like I've done plenty of you know, I have lots of clients who will do like age play scenes or kidnapping scenes or role plays where I'm their daddy. Um, but I don't have any clients where I'm doing specifically like age regression, mm-hmm. like diaper, like play, like very young age play. And I think it's because most people, most clients want to do that with mommies. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting that's what trust me that's what mommies get all day every day yeah that's mm-hmm. what i would imagine as well so it's interesting you're confirming that okay so you so would you do um adult diapers or 
age. Oh my god, literally, yes, I want, I want, it's literally, like, the thing that I'm, like, the most passionate about. It's, like, that is so fascinating, I just, like, I love age, I love, I love dark age play, and I, it's interesting, because I am very blessed, and I have lots of queer clients, and I definitely do more, like, negotiated daddy dark age play scenes with my queer clients, um, but, like, in terms of my, like, cis man client I very rarely get requests for like age play specifically Hmm. um I literally posted a picture on Twitter the other day of a van that said free candy and I was like I don't know why I don't have any ABDL (laughs) clients like where are y'all like I like I like I have so much respect for mommies because truly like it is such a skill that I do not <laughs> do not have. I am I am not a good mommy. Um and but yeah, I'm like, you know, I get the breastfeeding thing. Like I I get I get that. But people just yeah, they people really want a mommy, but I'm like, damn, like, you know, I can be a dad. <laughs> like I can still change your diapers and baby bottle feed you like I get it that baby formula isn't as good as real breast milk but you know I'm working with what I got (laughs) (laughs) everyone's doing great okay we're not discouraging anyone's milk production here um I think that's so interesting though because you know when you are a mommy out there you're gonna get baby clients but you're not necessarily gonna find littles as much for for your personal relationships and it sounds well and the weird thing too is you get like baby clients but then in like the rest of the world you get like non-sexual age players Mm, that's true you are going to get a lot of non-sexual daddy gets people are willing to to, to have all the sex and none of the none of the cute stuff apparently (laughs) oh that's so interesting i guess i never thought about that like i'm just such a pervert i never even considered that (laughs) non-sexual I guess yeah I guess a lot of ABDL is very like is non-sexual but to me I just can't it depends I mean there are definitely people that do sex with diapers for sure but there's like a huge subset of age players that are non-sexual and that's great by the way if that's you listening to this you're doing great but like I'm very sexual as a mommy and so I would not be a great match for you and but I get assumed all the time to be into non-sexual age play because I am a mommy and so I'll get approached just like babysit and watch someone color and I'm like if Mm. you're not paying me for this what is in this for me you right. know what's interesting oh, though mm-hmm. auntie has been more sexual for me than mom has mommy has. Mm-hmm. so as auntie i get hit on sexual and non-sexual but straight up mommy it's it's more non-sexual yep i get a lot of non-sexual people and again there are loads of other people that are non-sexual make friends have fun but that um, is not how i do age play generally speaking it's not going to really do it for me like i'm going to be kind of a little bored that's so interesting. Yeah, I guess I totally forgot about the subsect of ABDL that's not that's not sexual because to me I'm like if I see an adult in a diaper with a binky in their mouth, I'm going to be horny. Yeah, like, if it's yeah. not sexual then that would be like crossing their boundary. Right. Yeah. And at that point you really are babysitting. Like you're feeding them the macaroni and watching them color and we're all watching Barney and friends and it's like okay (laughs) yeah again if that's your jam that's great but like I am not gonna be super into that 
do those people go to play parties though yeah they have their own play parties that's the thing oh okay but they're non-sexual well so that's also an interesting thing so in the queer world age play is almost always sexual that's kind of the default setting of age play in the not queer world it's the other way around so it entirely depends on who's having the party if it's a het pan age play party there might be a rule against dark age play at all or they'll like section it off into a certain room so that everyone else doesn't have to see it which is wild if it's a queer party it's assumed that dark age play will be happening all around you and if you don't want to see it stay in the social area because everywhere else in the dungeon it's going to be people Uh fucking littles so it's super weird to like divide there because like trust me if you go to like the larger hat pan age play air like scene it is going to be a lot of non-sexual age play i I think really that's the intersection of queer daddy and dyke and sex Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. daddy dyke and sex in the queer world you're somebody's probably fucking you know literally like people come to the age play queer parties to fuck but people come to the age play like hat pan parties to like see their friends and and have fun and play tag and everything else and again nothing against that if that is you that's wonderful you're doing a great job but it's a very interesting divide that i've noticed that at queer places like it's not seen as the least bit weird to have dark age play all over the damn place but outside of queer settings everyone's like take your dark age play to the dark age play room there are innocent eyes and i'm like what is happening right now everyone is like over 21 years old what is going on right but it's also interesting because (laughs) because daddy is such a word that can go either way like you said there's tons of people who are fucking their partner calling them daddy and not necessarily even considering it age play or dark age play at all because mm-hmm. there's room for daddy to do whatever he wants it's when you start introducing mm-hmm. mommy and uncles and aunties and babysitters yeah. that's when people get freaked out so, mm-hmm. that's so yeah experience. it's really it's really interesting so yeah if you hang out mostly in the queer world that is why you would assume that all age play is dark age play because that is kind of like like yeah. i said our default setting and oh. to do something other than that is just doing something on top of your dark age play whereas the other way around it's like the age play all revolves around the not dark stuff there are some people that are even in relationships where it's like when it's age play time it's not sex time yeah and then when i'm done being little then we can go have sex it's really interesting wow yeah Yeah, it's really really interesting yeah i guess i'm i'm explicitly only in queer world and then i'm in client world where people I just couldn't imagine somebody paying somebody just for non-sexual age play, but, but I've never gotten get that, that Mommies, mommies get that. Mommies get that. Mm-hmm. No, That's mommies so get that. And I think those clients especially just want like an hour or two where they don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. Especially the adult babies. Like they literally just want to lay there and turn off their brain and have someone else take care of every single aspect of them and feel super safe and super nurtured and not have to do anything. And I totally get that. And I think that that is uniquely set up for pro-dom work. I think the problem happens when these folks try to go out into the regular world and expect random women to do this for them for like, what reason exactly? (laughs) Like, like that's the issue is like, when they are in my DMs, like, hey, will you come over and, you know, be my mommy? And I'm like, no. But like, if you book a pro dom for that, that just makes yeah. total sense because you're literally just paying for a brain vacation for a couple of hours. Mm. I love that. I would totally do that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe like, it's, like going to a, it's like going to a spa or like a sensory depth tank. Like it's the same kind of idea. Mm. Like you're just totally down and you literally don't have to make any decisions. You don't even have to get up to go to the bathroom. Like you just lay right there. 
it's so funny I, I feel like I am just such a pervert I would have a hard time doing the non-sexual mm-hmm. but, you'd be like well I have to change your diaper so now we're getting weird like <laughs> yeah I, it would have to be I mean clearly it would have to be explicitly negotiated but yes yes but no I totally get it I totally get the appeal of non-sexual adult baby and non-sexual age play but yeah not necessarily where my wheelhouse is it can certainly be fun for a little while if if it's someone I'm in more of a relationship with then it's it's cute and I kind of like to watch it for a little bit but again that's me knowing that later when the lights are off I can be under the covers Mm -hmm. it's not just like you color and then you go home yeah pretty much it's like I enjoy art and everything too but I'm trying to get in your butt later literally or like you can color me a picture for the fridge and then I'm gonna take your panties off Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's like foreplay literally that it's literally foreplay to me that is like the that's like part of the sex Mm -hmm. 100% 100% I've always like speaking of panties I've been trying to find and if anyone out there has a link for this please DM me like those you know, remember those days of the week panties that people had when they were little yes yes i want oh those in adult God. sizes but i want them in cotton i found them in horrible mm. heinous silk because for some reason people just throw silk at sissies and honestly i have many opinions about sissies but i'm very sorry about the crap fake silk that they always throw at sissies it's mm. just upsetting so i found them in like sissy fake silk but i haven't found like good cotton panties that have days of the week i'm thinking of just embroidering a set to be honest because i, I do was that. gonna say you're the one to handle that i mean i'm pretty sure i know i could i could definitely hand embroider it it would be quite a project but i could definitely hand embroider it but i would love to just be able to buy it so if anyone out there knows adult size days of the week panties because those would be really amazing you need some iron-on patches or something no, because that would ruin the shape of it. Anyway. Okay, sorry. I'm going I'm not off on a panty sewing. Tangent. I don't know about the sewing panty rules. <laughs> going <laughs> off on a panty tangent. God yeah, help me. Like Perverts are so specific. No, it's gotta be specific. <laughs> it's gotta be embroidered. Listen, I feel like Mistress Sunmi understands the mm-hmm. white cotton panty integrity that I'm talking about here. <laughs> that is so funny. We are really specific and I love that for us. Yes. <laughs> it's luxurious like it's a luxury it It absolutely is a luxury to be able to have exactly what you want like that to me is like pervert heaven is being able to specifically have exactly what you want so nice Mm -hmm. i love this anything else is there anything else we need to cover about daddies because i mean obviously we have not even scratched the surface but i feel like we've made like a good a good headway we've been pretty fair we didn't say anything super mean we were nice multiple (laughs) times well, I feel like we've covered the negative so much that like having a positive episode is great because it really gives people an alternative like because in the other episodes we weren't saying like don't be a daddy they're yeah. saying don't be like a lazy daddy that like does absolutely nothing in your mm-hmm. interpersonal relationships that's what we were saying like don't be a deadbeat unless it's for sexual reasons exactly <laughs> like if it's if it's a role play that you're a deadbeat dad that's great but like in real life <laughs> like don't yeah. be that so that's what we've been saying so like all the daddies that I know in my life that I look up to really put a lot of effort and time into their relationships, really connect to their littles, really care about them, um, go out of their way to do special things for them, are as devoted to them as they are to their daddy. So if if you're not feeling like it's a two-way street, then, you know, get it together. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Daddy is a role that anyone can try on. And if you want to try it on long term, there are some expectations. It's not a complete free for all. Because like we were mm -hmm. saying, you know, people take these words seriously. We throw them around, but it might really hurt your little feelings if your daddy doesn't like you anymore. You know, mm -hmm. so that's the only real disclaimer we really have about this. It's just if you're going to use the word, think about it and then try to mean it for whatever it means for y'all. If it's for fun, it's for fun. If it's more, it's for more. Well, and I think that the words mommy and daddy are really powerful. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, if, you know, you may think you can just play around with them, especially the more you enter the kink world, like obviously in the vanilla world, people throw around daddy all the time, especially, but in the kink world, like you may think that you can just throw that around, but you're going to really quickly find that like mm -hmm. you get attached, you get into feelings, you get into territory that you aren't prepared to get into, um, so I just kind of want people to really realize that before they start calling themselves this thing or having other people mm -hmm. call them this thing. It's mm -hmm. actually quite a responsibility and not something that you should take lightly. Girl, even in the vanilla world, if my friend is saying that's her daddy, that's her daddy, he better be doing something or laying it down or whatever, you know? Like I'm literally going to be playing Janet Jackson's What Has What Have You Done For Me Lately about this man. Like, <laughs> exactly. I want receipts, I actual receipts as to what this man has done for you. Absolutely. So if he's not your father, then don't call him that. Literally <laughs> if he's that. not doing it for you like that, then Literally let it that. slide. Yeah. We got to stop giving daddy to whoever gave us yeah. two orgasms, you know, like. Right. <laughs> Literally that. Because there are a lot of other hot ways you can have two orgasms or more without necessarily like getting into a deep space like that. So yeah, just squeeze your legs too. a couple of times. That's what I do. But maybe. <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for having me on the podcast. I feel very honored to have been a daddy uh, representing <laughs> today. Yes, we are so lucky to have you. We're so happy that you were here. Yeah, and how can folks find you? Yes, Absolutely. if they want to get a hold of you outside of the podcast, how can they get a hold of you? Yes, so my website is mistrixonme.com and mistrix is M-I-S-T-R-I-X. Sunmi is S-U-N-M-I dot com. My Instagram is serve dot sunmi. My Twitter is serve sunmi one word. Um, same with my FetLife and my OnlyFans as well. And my email is serve dot sunmi at gmail if you specifically want to um, contact me. But yeah, thank you all so much. Yes. Thank you. Say, uh, I highly recommend everyone cruise past their Instagram. And once you've spent some time there, you will understand why you should join the OnlyFans. That's that's <laughs> what I would advise I'm just you. saying. I'm just saying. I might have to get some money on that because I'm just saying. Literally. You know, I care about the arts. Okay. I'm a patron <laughs> right. of the arts. We like supporting <laughs> independent artists. Yeah. Small business, bitch. Small I'm businesses. I've actually been like toying around with the idea of making like kind of a parody, like half joking video on OnlyFans where it's like, daddy tells you he's proud of you. Uh, Honestly, you should not joking and you should do that. <laughs> and, and you I, should do that on, you should do that specifically individually on Cameo because people would absolutely pay for that. Oh, I love absolutely. That. Yeah. They would. Then you say their name and you'll be like, daddy's so proud of you, Jeffrey, or whatever the fuck, you know? <laughs> And they could they tell you like one thing they've accomplished lately. Like, oh. wow, you, you graduated from grad school. That's so hard. 
wow honestly can i sign up for this because it's really the apocalypse and i could use a little bit of joy so to be like literally honestly okay i'm gonna find out your rates later i'm gonna email and get your rates because i might need to pick me up yeah but yes it was so great to have you here it's so great to have a daddy in the house with positive daddy representation um i'm sure that the people that were already doing it right are like yes a daddy episode and i'm sure the people that are either just starting out or sitting there like oh maybe i need to get it together like hopefully they've got some good <laughs> some good directions to go that's what we we're hoping for well, yeah, I'm super excited and I'm glad we had got to have this talk today and I just want to thank you so much for coming and I want to thank everybody for listening and I guess maybe you're coming later whatever you want to do and I think that's it for me and mommy kink bye happy everyone. father's day everybody happy father's <laughs> day <laughs> all right bye